to another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. My name is Jay Brooks and I'm your host for this daily devotional Bible study. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. I love Jesus and I love coffee, hence the name of this podcast. I have my Bible open in front of me in a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee, so I have everything I need to start my day. This isn't really about coffee, it's all about Jesus. I just drink coffee while I'm doing it, and I happen to love this song by John Waller. My wife and I met him two years ago this coming August at a free concert he gave at a church here in New England. We had a nice conversation, and he wasn't trying to get rid of us. He was genuinely interested in getting to know us a little bit. So check out his music, and if you have a chance, go to see him. I highly recommend it. He is a good Christian brother who loves Jesus and loves coffee, so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? Today I will once again be reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. I'm going to read John chapter 14, verses 7 through 12. Okay, let's pray and get into the Word. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your Word. Change us with your Word, because we desperately need to be changed Speak to us through your word, because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word, because we desperately need to know you. Amen. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Lord, said Philip, show us the Father, and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been among you all this time without you knowing me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who lives in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. I assure you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. The word of the Lord. Amen. If you know me, you will also know the Father. The one who has seen me has seen the Father. There is a sense in which those two statements are true of any father and son. Most boys want to be like their father. They watch their father and imitate their father. We have a couple of very familiar sayings in America that I am sure you have all heard like father, like son, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Jesus, of course, had the best father to imitate. Jesus is the Son of God. The rest of us don't have fathers that are nearly as good to learn from. I tell people all the time that my father only taught me two things, 
how to drink, and how to fight. To my father and many men of his generation, that was the measure of a man. If you could drink the other guy under the table and or kick his butt, then you were a real man. My father was in World War II. His life was formed by World War II. It affected him for the rest of his life. My mother was very uncomfortable with how much I resembled my father at times. I remember one day when I went to meet my mom when she came up out of the subway after work. She saw me standing at the top of the stairs and she froze. My mother and father had a rocky marriage and we moved from Brooklyn, New York to Queens, New York to get away from him. When she saw me there, she thought he may have found out where we lived and was there to confront her. My father, his brother, and their father were big drinkers. My father used to live upstairs from the bar where he spent most of his time. When I was 15, I started drinking pretty much every day. At that time in my life, to know me was to know my father, and to see me was to see my father. I looked like him, I drank like him, and I was selfish like him. Thirty years later, I stopped drinking because I wanted to be the first man in my family that I knew of to see his 50th birthday. My resemblance to my father was not a good thing. In one way, because my physical resemblance frightened my mother at times, and in another way, waking up in the morning and not knowing where I parked my car because I didn't even remember driving home wasn't a good thing for anybody. My love of beer and Jack Daniels wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. This is what is called learned behavior. The most important thing about learned behavior is you can learn new behavior. I learned new behavior from my heavenly father. Now I get to live forever with him in heaven. What I couldn't change on my own, God in the person of his son Jesus changed for me. Now when people look at me, they don't see my father at all. For one thing, he died when he was 47 and I am 65. So there are no pictures of him at my age to compare. I also know exactly where I have parked my car these days. I am no longer like my father. Now I resemble my heavenly father, and that is a resemblance I am happy to live with. I have two sons. Sometimes people tell me they don't look like me, and sometimes people say they do look like me. I have old pictures of me that look very much like my sons. I also have old pictures of my father that look like me and my sons. There is a definite family resemblance. However, there is nothing in my sons that even remotely resembles the man I used to be or the man my father was. I look at my two grown sons and how they serve others and serve the church, and I see Jesus. And I seem to recall that somebody said, the one who has seen Jesus has seen the Father. Oh yeah, that was Jesus. He said it right here in this passage. Let's get back to Jesus then, shall we? Jesus has much to tell his disciples before he is betrayed by Judas. And this is just the beginning of it. He is going to prepare a place for his bride. And when his father tells him it is time to do so, he will come back for us. I am in my father and my father is in me. I don't speak on my own, believe in me, or at least believe in the works I have done for the Father. These are things he has been saying through all through this gospel. At this point, however, Jesus begins to give them new information. I assure you, he says, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and will do even greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. The one who believes in me will do what I have done, and even greater than I have done. I have to admit, that's confusing to me. 
I have heard this explained by many commentators and teachers and preachers, and they don't make sense either. Matthew Henry, whom I have great respect for, says Jesus is talking about the miracles that the apostles did, which Luke recorded in the book of Acts. Sorry, Matt, but I don't buy that. Jesus said, the one who believes in me. He didn't say my apostles or you men right here in front of me. So this can't be about the apostles doing what they did in the book of Acts. Besides that, Jesus raised people from the dead. He raised Lazarus from the dead after four days in the middle of decomposition. I'm pretty sure that is about the greatest thing one could ever do. So what is Jesus talking about? What is it that believers today do that is greater than what Jesus did? We use the word greater in different ways. We say that someone who has built a big business from nothing has done great things and may do even greater things. Sometimes we call someone a great man or a great woman. Greatness can mean importance, eminence, or distinction. We sometimes use great to mean wonderful or amazing, and sometimes it refers to size. Doctors call the biggest toe on a foot the great toe. What Jesus means here depends on how we define greater, and there is only one way we can define greater here that makes sense, at least to me. Jesus must mean size or scope. I believe it is the scope of what we do that is greater than what Jesus did. Jesus limited his ministry to Israel. He never traveled as much as 200 miles from the place of his birth. Israel is about 10,000 square miles, which is roughly the size of the state of New Hampshire. The apostles took the gospel message from Jerusalem to Rome and just about everywhere in between. I would say that is greater than what Jesus did, at least in scope. This is the 62nd episode of my podcast, Jesus and Coffee, Amen. It has been heard in three countries and 13 states in the United States. From coast to coast, from California to Massachusetts, Canada to Florida, and beyond that to Guatemala. I have reached a much greater area than Jesus did in 62 days, and it took Jesus about three and a half years to broadcast his message to an area approximately the size of New Hampshire. So that's what I think Jesus means. If you don't agree with me, that is perfectly fine. This is my podcast. I am contemplating and meditating on the word while I drink my coffee and sharing it with you. However, if you have a better explanation, I would love to know what that is. Send an email to jesusandcoffeeamen at gmail.com. J-E-S-U-S, the letter N-C-O-F-F-E-E-A-M-E-N at gmail.com, if you are so inclined. Now, Jesus also said here, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. I don't believe he is talking about miraculous works at all. Jesus honored the Father. He preached the kingdom of God. In Mark chapter 1, we read about Jesus healing many people and then getting up early while it was still dark to pray in a secluded place. A large crowd of people who want to be healed gather around the house where he was staying and the disciples go looking for him. When they find him, they want him to go back to the house and establish a healing ministry. I love what Jesus says next, and it helps to explain what he said here. Let's go on to the neighboring villages so that I may preach there too. This is why I have come. Jesus didn't come to earth to heal people. His miracles were designed to get people to pay attention to his message. The apostles were unable to perform miracles in the book of Acts for the same reason. However, we get to share the message of Jesus without the benefit of miracles. And for some strange reason, people still believe. 
These are the works Jesus did that we are to do. Preach the gospel, live the gospel, give honor to God, and give him the credit for the result. And what we do is greater than what Jesus did in that people believe without seeing any miracles, and we have a larger scope. We cover a greater area with less effort. That's what I see. I hope it blesses you. Thanks once again for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen. And may God richly bless you.